a lot of people who aren't succeeding or aren't successful, they see someone who is succeeding and they go, fuck that guy. I can do better than that guy. And people do it to me in the dating industry all the time. And I'm like, yo, you motherfuckers should be taking notes and cheering this shit on. I've personally somewhat noticed a similar pattern in like, if this person doesn't cheer me on in my success, they're probably not something someone I want on around me anyways. And vice versa. Like, I don't ever want to be the guy who says, oh, you can't do that. You No, you shouldn't do that. I, I got love for the game. Damn, we are back, and we got my man Carlos on the podcast. What's going on, Carlos? Nothing much, man. So last time I talked to you, you were talking about how you were about to go to Joshua Tree National Park, do some mushrooms with your girlfriend, and just go on a nature hike. How did that turn out? Man, it was good. It was good. Yeah, like... Everyone's been going up there. Like, I'm sure you've, like, seen, like, you know, people posting about it. Like, everyone's going up to Joshua Tree, like, Sedona. I haven't actually seen anybody no? post. I've been off social media for, like, three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I need to do that. But, yeah, no, it was it was good, dude. Um, I just, like, learned a whole bunch. You know, like, I tried to do, like, some sort of, like, trip, like, psychedelic trip, like, mm-hmm. once, maybe, like, twice a year. Okay. Um, when did this start for you, the psychedelic trip rule? Probably like four or five years ago. So okay. Like it, it's, been, it's like been like a minute. It's been about five to ten psychedelic trips. Yeah. Yeah. E- easily. Okay. Easily. So I've, I've like been around the block a few times. Like this, this was like the most amount of shrooms like I've ever taken. I took like five grams. Okay. Which is a lot. Like a normal. What's an, okay. What yeah. A normal dose is like, like around like one and a half to two. Okay. So I like. More than doubled it. So you saw aliens because you were on shrooms and you were accessing other dimensions with your mind. Yeah, I mean, like... The, Wait, for real, you did? Kind of. Okay. So, so like, because it was 4th of July, like, and we're, we're in Joshua Tree, so we're in, like, the middle of the desert, and there was, like, mountains, like, all around, like, the middle of nature, like, there was, like, a sunset that was crazy, like, the, the moon was crazy, like, the stars were nuts, but there was, like... Like, over, like, these mountains, there was, like, a, I guess, like, a, a highway. And there was, like, cars, like, going through this highway. And and we're, like, we kept looking at the, at this highway. Like, what is that? Like, it doesn't, like, compute. Like, in, our, in like, our, like, drug-induced brains, we're, like, tripping nuts. And we're, like, what is this? And, like, literally, like, we thought it was aliens. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, we just couldn't figure it out. But, mm-hmm. like, once we were, like, sober, like, oh, yeah, like, it's, it's a street. <laughs> it's a car. <laughs> yeah, like, they're car headlights. Okay. So... I guess I've only been on shrooms once and I was just with my buddy and we watched Mission Impossible. And so I had no clue what to expect uh, while I was on shrooms. And I don't necessarily think that like because all the stories I've heard about psychedelics are kind of like reminiscent of what you said. You do it. You go into nature. You get in a good environment. You got the good vibes and you hopefully have some mind altering or like life altering realizations or something like that. Right. But my buddy, for him, he just like, it's like smoking a blunt, right? So for him, he would just do it and watch Amazon Prime movies. And so we watch Mission Impossible, and I'm just tripping balls during this movie. I have no clue what's about to happen. And it's just, it was really intense experience for me. But I didn't, ha- I didn't feel like I had a, a spiritual experience. So like describe that to me. 
because I like I can't even conceptualize what you're talking about right now. Yeah. So for me, one of like my like biggest rules is like going in with an intention. Because once you're like in it, once you're like in like the trip, like you're you're off. You know, like okay. you're you're like going through the fucking wormhole. You know, it's like I'll see you on this other side type stuff. Are you just sitting or are you walking around? Yeah, so what what I always do is like I'll I'll take it and it usually takes, you know, like half an hour to kick in. So like I'll take it, be like chilling, usually go for a walk, and then as I'm walking, like it'll hit and, and then it's like you take like the most enlightening walk of all time. You know, it's like you like you leave like your apartment or like Airbnb or like wherever you are, like one person, you come back a completely different person Damn. type stuff, right? And so I say that you want to set an intention before you go into it because it's like whatever whatever question you might be asking, once you're like in the trip, like the shrooms will answer that question maybe not in like the way that you want that you think but it will give you some sort of insight if you set that intention okay right so so the the intention that i set was had to do around fear right because i had a realization that i was like okay like there's 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 levels to to life that i like want to be hitting you know and i was like okay if i'm gonna hit that next level like what's what are the things that are holding me back? And I realized that fear was one of them. And like fear in like a lot of different ways, like fear of like success, fear of failure, fear of like asking for help was like a big one. So when I, when I took the shrooms, the, the insight that I got was, it was like, don't, don't be afraid to ask for help, but don't be afraid to ask for help from the highest level mm. or at the highest level, whether it's, know god the universe infinity like oh you're even thinking higher than me i'm like thinking about like oh i'm gonna go to the most expensive guy rather than the guy who's just starting out it could that could be it right but but the the lesson that i got out of it was just like like ask at the highest level right so so the thing that i started doing um and this is kind of like you know um you know, kind of like manifestation type stuff, like reality, like manifestation, like reality trans surfing or parallel universes type stuff is actually sitting down and being like, and writing out, like if it's in the highest good, I will manifest this. I will manifest, you know, $50,000 a month. I will manifest like connecting with, with these type of people. I will manifest like working X amount of hours and like having this amount of income, you know? And, and when you do that, you're like releasing the attachment to that, right? So you're like, you're saying, I w- this is what I want. I'm asking for this and I'm asking at the highest level. Okay. If it isn't the highest good, this will happen to me. Interesting. So you really believe in like the law of attraction and the energy you put out, you'll attract it in? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, the law of attraction, like if you like watch like the fucking like secret you know, yeah. like everyone's like seeing that stuff, but I think I think it goes like way deeper than that. You know, I think like the fact that you know it's like obviously you know thinking positive thoughts are you're gonna you know attract positive things like for sure, but I think like you know and there's like tons of books on this like reality transurfing is like an amazing book. One of my favorites is um, Parallel Universes of Self by Frederick Dodson. Wow, um, sounds very insightful. I feel like I would just 
my douchebag level goes up even more if I read that because I can just be like, well, one time I read a book called Paradoxes of Your Parallel <laughs> Self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, I would it love is, that. <laughs> it's it's amazing though. It's it's like so good, and it's just like one of the things that just like it just like hacks like your reality. You know mm. what I mean? It's like like whatever whatever goal you're going towards, you're essentially moving with the universe rather than trying to like you know, force it into existence and will it into existence, right? Mm. You're, you're bringing things into your life rather than chasing them. Mm. So, it, so it really like flips your mind from being from a place of, of lack, right? Uh, from a place of like chasing something and thinking that you don't have it. So you have to have to get it yeah. versus actually being in a state that, um, that the version of you would have that already. That's a really interesting point you make because like kind of my come up in the dating industry as a dating coach has been really reminiscent of kind of my ability to see something like that. Because before when I dropped out of dental school, I was dead broke. I couldn't make a sale to save my life, but I could create content for days in the dating industry because you know, the skill of teaching game is completely different than the skill of marketing a business, you know? And so uh, at the time I believed I'm like the underdog, right? I'm like the, the, the fucking Georgetown, not Georgetown, just like name any Cinderella story in the fucking NCAA March madness. Right. I felt like the underdog, the Cinderella story that nobody's really seeing coming, but I'm about to make some fucking waves. Right. And that was the story I was telling myself in my head. Um, but then I was talking to my buddy who's pretty big into like affirmations and law of attraction as well. And, I'm not at all that at all, but I'm open to it. I And that's one thing is I've always been open to seeing different perspectives and I love it, um, which is probably why I gravitated towards a podcast, right? Um, but with spirituality, energy, law of attraction, I've always struggled with that kind of stuff just because in my head, it's not like I can scientifically measure something like that, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the realizations he had me realize is like, you're telling yourself you're an underdog, you're an underdog. And just naturally by that story alone, you're coming from a place of, I don't have the same resources that I should, uh, or as everybody else to succeed. Therefore I have to overcome all these challenges. He goes, but you don't realize every time I talk to you, you're talking about all these advantages that you have that most other people who might want to create a dating product don't have. I knew every top affiliate in the dating space and it hit me. I was like, huh? What if I just told myself I'm not an underdog, I'm in the best position to succeed more than anybody. And literally that moment of just like seeing it from a different perspective in my head, like shortly after that I write my book, I launch it and it takes it launches my business off to the next level, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it it like mindset is so huge, right? And and like I have a mentor who who like the biggest thing that he like emphasizes on, he's like, he's like, dude, like the biggest thing that's holding you back is the stories that you tell yourself about yourself. Mm. Right. So, so it's like, you know, any, any area of life, like that's that you're not in like where you think you should be like guaranteed. There's a story that that's playing in your mind over and over of you not being there for whatever reason. And it could be a bunch of different reasons. It could be, it could be fear. It could be like, you know, it could be anything, right? Um, one of the biggest reasons is because, like, if you don't, if you're not in a certain place, you can rationalize, you know, not having, not having that that success, right? You can you can rationalize, 
you know, what whatever is holding you back and, and kind of, um, like, there's, like, a term for it, right? It's, like, uh, it's, like, it's, like, a, a sense of identity, right? Like, you identify... Self-image. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's like this, the stories that like constantly play over and over, like those, that's like, that's like 90% of it, you know? And like, and like, and like realizing those stories is like half the battle. Mm. So what was the realization for you in Joshua Tree National Park a few weeks ago? Yeah. So, so the, so the, re the realization was that of just like not being afraid to ask at the highest level. That was the one you had most recently? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying that was one that you had. Uh, on one of the trips yeah i mean so 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 the biggest so like every time like i've like taken a trip it's funny too it's never like all the realizations are never like something that's like crazy or like some like you know something that's like out, like out of the blue it's always mm. something that that i like once remembered but forgot and then the trip like reminds you says hey like you remember this thing that like you once remembered like it's still important. Like here, <laughs> like like take like take this lesson. Like remember this. It's like, yeah. it's important. So are these like childhood memories or like key moments in your life that maybe you've suppressed the memory for whatever reason or like? Yeah, I mean more so just like life lessons that that you know like I've like learned along the way. Yeah, right. It's like you know that's like not that's not like that groundbreaking. You know, it's mm. like like don't be afraid to ask for help. Like duh. Yeah. You know, like, like fucking die. Right. But then it's like in, like when that experience happens and you realize it, you're like, oh yeah, like I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, let me like put that one in, like in my like utility belt and like use it. I feel like the people who would hear something like that and go, yeah, of course you just, of course you just ask for, uh, ask for help. Those are the type of people who are probably the have never had to learn that lesson. Like we were talking about today, uh, me and Chris, like all these there, they, they were talking about a story, um, on Joe Rogan's podcast with Ben Shapiro. And they were talking about how trader Joe's had this brand of like some food inside their marketplace that was called trader Jose's cause it was Mexican food. Yeah. And, uh, and they started a petition to change it because now Trader Joe's is also getting canceled, you know, shocking, yeah. whatever. And it was started by a 17 year old white girl who's probably just like spoiled as fuck and doesn't know anything about anything. Right. And then the petition is probably all signed by like people who are white, who have never had any disadvantages, but they're just fucking bored and they need, they're looking for something to become a victim of. Right. And so, uh, it, it just reminded me of this, like, if someone hears that and they go, yeah, but of course, of course, that's obvious, duh. <laughs> They're the type of people who don't even fucking know because they've never had to experience it, right? Like when in basketball, I remember in high school, I would drive into the fucking lane with the ball, but I'd have the ball down here and people would swipe at the ball. But it's not like it happened once and I was like, oh, okay, never do that again. No, you keep doing it and then you go, fuck, every time I drive in the lane, people keep stealing the ball from me. So then you just learn how to protect the ball better. So you have to learn by touching the fucking stove to see that it's actually hot. And the people who go, yeah, of course, you, yeah, they're just trying to front because they've never had to learn yeah. those. Well, well, the, the biggest problem with, like, asking for help is that you have to admit to yourself that you're not in the place, like, where you should be, mm. which fucks with your identity. And that's, like, the biggest reason, like, people don't ask for help. That's, like, the biggest reason people, like, don't pick up that book. That's the biggest reason they don't, like, hire that coach. 
you know it, it's because like they have that sense of identity of like yeah like i fucking got the answers like <laughs> no you don't yeah. you know like you don't like nobody's got the answers yeah like you don't you don't got the answers sway <laughs> I, I think that's one of the biggest realizations i've had as i've gotten older and i'm even trying to tell myself bro you're not old you just turned 30 but for me it's like as a kid growing up, you see into the people's in their 20s and you're like, oh, they can drink, they can go out, they can drive cars, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They're adults. And as a kid, for me, I just, I'm psychoanalyzing myself. It was hard for me to see past my 20s. Now I'm past my 20s and I'm like, yo, I'm fucking old. But in reality, I'm not that old. And uh, and, and I've just kind of realized it is. it all comes down to like the story you tell yourself. And I'm just realizing the older I get, Nobody ever knew what the fuck they're doing. We're all just fucking ants on this fucking rock trying to figure shit out at every step of the way. I don't care if you're 60. I got 60-year-old toxic motherfuckers who buy my book and email us because their book didn't come in two days like Amazon Prime. And these guys just, you can tell, they hate their fucking lives. And it just tells me, I don't, age is just a fucking number. There's, there are people who are 70 who have the maturity level of probably 19-year-olds, right? And not because they're old, but because they just... Have shitty mindsets, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's levels to this shit, right? Yeah. Like, it, there's there's like an infinite number of levels, right? Like, like there's always gonna be someone that like has more money, like has more women, like there's always gonna be someone that's that's gonna be like a level above you. So there's a, there's an infinite number of levels. Yeah. And, and unless you're Jeff Bezos, unless you're Jeff, yeah. <laughs> then what do you do at Jeff Bezos's level? Get more, get more billions. <laughs> like that's gotta be some depressing ass shit. I was thinking about that. Is like. You got so much money. You got more money than anybody in the world. You are the richest man on planet Earth. So what? What do you do? What get, do, What do you strive for now? Get more billions. More billions more, for what? More, more, I mean, that's that's like that's how those guys are wired. You know, it's like just like more, like more. So you like don't more. think they're wired for more? You think they're wired for more and not necessarily to to be number one? I don't think so, right? I mean, it's like I mean, look at look at like Elon Musk. Right, like the way like like that that dude's brain is wired is like you know crazy first of all, but like like you can't you can't achieve like that amount of success without just being like just like constantly just being like more yeah you know like let's go to Mars okay what do we do after we go to Mars like let's go to like Jupiter you know you know what I mean like yeah it's like it's like like how many more billions do you need more did you watch the the Elon Musk episode of Joe Rogan yeah. <laughs> yeah that guy talks so slow <laughs> so slow bro i usually watch that shit in two double speed or 2.5 speed but recently i slowed it down to like normal speed motherfucker talks so slow and he's just like over analyzing every word before it comes out and it was some there was some awkward moments in there like he literally stopped talking and joe was just like okay <laughs> And then it just sit there in silence for like 10 seconds. And I'm like, yo, what? Yeah. Yeah. And he says it too. He's like, he's like, dude, my brain fires so fast. Yeah. He's like, it's like my brain is like on fire. Do you think that's just the story in his own head? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like if your brain's firing so fast, you're talking like someone who's on meth on Adderall. Like you just blah, 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 blah right? But he was talking so slow to where I'm thinking... Maybe he's moving too slow because he's analyzing too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. I mean, who like who knows like what it's like in in that man's head? You know, um, I bet he's just picturing a bunch of pedophilic women, <laughs> <laughs> like Elaine Maxwell. Maxwell. All right, that's that's a crazy case. 
By the way, if you pay attention to my verbiage there, I did not say he was picturing naked children. I said he was picturing <laughs> the women who are pedophiles. So maybe he's yeah, thinking about Ghislaine yeah, Maxwell. Big yeah, big difference. <laughs> the, yeah, that case is wild, dude. Have you been like? Have you been following it? Only slightly. Like honestly, you opened my eyes to it a little bit more the last time we spoke, which is a few weeks ago, because. You were kind of pointing out how all one thing after another for the last few months, mm-hmm. it's just stirring people up, right? Yeah. But then you were like, but did you guys hear about the the trial that Hillary Clinton, the Hillary Clinton trial? Did you hear about this? You, no, you didn't hear about that because what was the biggest story, the headlining story? Coronavirus. So that's like, kind of coronavirus, like. Coronavirus, Black Lives Matter. That, that literally, that's all the, the, the news and media is going to talk about for like ever, right? And, um. But yeah, so so like let me let me like fill you in on like some of like the quick updates. Okay. So <laughs> so yeah, so she's she's in prison. Okay. Right. And um, how long you think that's gonna last? Oh, she's a goner, dude. She's she's a goner. You don't think she's gonna survive no. to the trial? No. Okay. <laughs> like like there's no chance. What if like, she does though? Then then literally like the the biggest like pedophile ring in like the entire history will be like uncovered. Okay. But like. There's too many people that like in powerful positions that are just like, no, this is not going to happen. Right. Um, so, so a couple different things happen. Right. So she's in prison and one of the, one of the, like the pieces of like, of like press that comes out is that um, she was on suicide watch. We're like, Oh really? Like you don't fucking say. And so they didn't let her wear clothes and they took away her, her like bedding. So she didn't have any sheets. So like she couldn't like hang herself. Mm. Right. So they're like, she's on suicide watch. And How does she keep warm at night? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But um. But yeah. Then they like had her on like constant surveillance, and then they like turned off like the security cameras. They're like, we're gonna give her some privacy. Mm. And like I'm like really, bro. That's how it happens. Like really. And then she got diagnosed. She got um, tested positive for for COVID. Of course she did. Yeah. I'm like, how convenient. <laughs> and then so um the judge. This is the most recent one. The judge that's like on like her trial. His um his son. Got assassinated. Yeah, by, I heard about that one. Yeah, it was like a, it was like an an FBI or not an FBI, a FedEx, a FedEx driver that was disguised that was a assassin. He was like disguised as a FedEx driver, like literally like assassinated the judge's son. I heard about that. And then and then that guy, it, it was a female judge, and he killed her husband or shot her husband too. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear. about I don't that. think the husband died, but I know he got injured. Yeah, because he was shot. You yeah. Know? Well, so so the assassin also got assassinated. Yeah, that's in fucking insane. <laughs> like so crazy. Like so crazy. So yeah. So so yeah, that so she's a goner, like for sure. But but like the point is like is like all of this like doesn't doesn't come to light is because like everyone's like distracted with Black Lives Matter and, and COVID, right? So which are, you know, big big deals. But, you know, it's it's um it's just like like just, I feel like shaking them like yo, like wake up. Like there's other things happening here. Yeah. That that well, the way you were describing it a few weeks ago is you were saying it's almost like a conspiracy. Like these are intentional things being triggered in society to basically cover up all the other shit that, you know, the government or whoever it be doesn't want to be like the headline. Yeah, I mean, that that could be it. Um, but I mean, like and we should preface that, right? Because I mean, I, I definitely think, you know, like like coronavirus like real. Right. So so like I'm not Have you gonna- seen it yourself. I mean, I know people that have, like, had it, you know. Um, like had the bunch- flu. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Right. Um, I will say this, Kate, my girlfriend gets pissed at me anytime. I might even imply that it's probably not real because she goes, you're jinxing it to where now we're going to catch it because you're denying it. She's calling me a Corona denier. And I, I don't want to call myself a Corona denier. Again, self-image. I don't want to own that fucking self-image. But here's what I will say. I'm in, I'm entertaining the idea that, okay, maybe we should be safe, quarantine, whatever. Kate, she breaks the news to me a few weeks ago or a few nights ago, whenever it happened. They came out with three more symptoms for coronavirus. <gasps> okay, what are they, Kate? Runny nose fatigue, like just like fucking flu symptoms, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and that, that is like pretty like sus, right? The fact that they're just like, like the, the symptoms are so like wide ranged. Yeah. Right. It's like, if you like, if you're like shortness of Get breath, this. like if you have like, if I, if I wanted, let's, let's work this backwards. If yeah. I wanted to create a conspiracy and I wanted to just be like, well, how do we create an actual pandemic without actually killing a lot of people? Well, why don't we just make the cold, the common cold or the flu, the same disease, just different effectiveness levels of the same disease. And we'll use, it'll have the same exact numbers as the flu, the same amount of deaths as the flu. And we'll just mark everything that death. And we'll just call the common cold and the flu, this pandemic. And because it's everywhere, we got to shut the world down, right? If I wanted to create a conspiracy that's the that's the easiest way to do it. I'm cutting corners in a way that actually works, right? And that seems like, let's look up this objectively. If I was like, hypothetically, it's like if you leave the party and then you come back to the party and shit's gone down and you're like, what the fuck happened? I was just here 10 minutes ago, right? If I, let's say Kobe doesn't die. He just goes to the fucking moon because he has money like that. He comes back to earth. He's like, yo, I left you guys for six months. And y'all motherfuckers shut down for the common cold, right? That's what it would look like from an objective, unbiased perspective. Guys, open your eyes, right? I'm not suggesting that is what it is, but I'm just saying, hey. Yeah. Hey. Like, that, like that's, what it, that's what it could be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I think, I think that, that's like the point, right? It's like, 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 open, like open your eyes, like wake up and like start like looking at the world from like your own perspective. Right, because that because that might not be everyone's perspective. Like I like I you know I don't know if I entirely agree with that, but the point is like form your own opinions. Like yeah. for, like form your own like objective opinions. Right, like don't fucking listen to the media. Like don't listen to like Doctor Fucci, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, you know, like don't listen to to like Trump. Like form your own opinions, and and I think once once you do that, then it's like. You know, and obviously, like, listen to the data. So, yeah, when you say form your own opinions, are you also, like, obviously, I would think to form your own opinion, the process of that involves doing the research yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of people get wrong, where when now you have 17-year-old white girls who are just canceling Trader Joe's and she's just one troll online who's able to cancel people because the business owners and the fucking media, they single out one tweet from a 17 year old girl and is like let's cancel this whole fucking thing right so when we get people like that who hear form your own opinions form your own opinions people like that who are privileged who don't understand what it's really like to struggle who've never had real financial stress in their life because they're 17 fucking years old right that type of person goes 
I, I read this, I heard this TikTok and this guy was talking about this. So I formed my opinion on the TikTok. No, do your fucking research first. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, like you, you, you listen to Jordan Peterson, right? No. No? So, so one of, uh, 12, 12 rules of life is like his like book, amazing book. I've but, heard about the book. I've yeah. heard good things. So one of, one of his rules, I forget which rule it is, but it's like, it's like, uh, clean your room. Right. And that's like the rule. And the point that he's like trying to make is like, make sure your own world is in order before you go out and try and put order to the world. Mm. Because bad fucking things happen when you try and do that. That's when you get cancel culture. That's when you get, you know, 12 year old girls trying to go out and put order to the world when they haven't done the work and put order to their own world. Because something happens when you go in inside in your own like mind and start putting things in order. Like you don't do that. If you don't go out and cancel people, like if you've gone into your own world and, and like put things in order, right? And like we we're talking about, like there's levels to this shit, right? There's an infinite number of levels. So so unless you're like at the top level, it's like you don't have perspective. Like you don't have perspective to go out and start canceling Trader Joe's. Yeah. But at one point in time, can Trader Joe's or someone in the media just go, hey, little girl, sit the fuck down. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it poses problems, right? Because it's like anytime you you like you know try and shut that stuff down, it's like you're you're like the enemy, right? It's like it's like God forbid someone have like a different opinion ag against like you know trying like trying to cancel Trader Joe's because like if you do, then you then you're racist. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I think I think right now, and here's just my own personal belief about this: it's reactions to reactions. It's not, hey, this is what it is, and you're not qualified to critique it, right? There's none of that. This is, I'm reacting to you, and this is me going, oh, you're reacting to me? Well, shit, now I got to react to you. Perfect example. In 2008, I graduated high school. I was going into college, and the big thing in 2008, you know, you're getting on Facebook or whatever, they all say, hey, don't post any pictures of you holding alcoholic beverages, on Facebook because you can potentially not get hired at a future employer if you have that shit on your fucking Facebook, right? Good. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Who said that, right? Was it one company said, we're not going to hire you because you you showed yourself partying on, on Facebook? Maybe it was one person that said that, but where's that person come from, coming from? Why did they do that? Most likely, if you look into it and you go right to the source of where did this idea even come from, it was some person who was like, huh, maybe we shouldn't hire people like that because it's a bad look for our company. And then they think, oh, because it's because other people will judge us negatively, we should respond in this type of way. It's a reaction to a potential reaction, right? And so at some point in time, someone's got to put their fucking foot down and go, yo, this is the way it is. I want this person working for me. I don't give a fuck what you think about them on social media. They bring value to my company, right? There's nobody putting their foots down right now. Their feet down, foots down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I mean, every, everyone's scared. Like, and, you know, and that's like, that's the big problem, right? You know, there's so, there's so much fear and like, and anger, right? You know, like two, like they're like two of the most like powerful, like emotions. Like if you want to like get people like riled up, like you show them stuff that makes them mad. You show them things that makes them scared. Like that's how you keep a society asleep. That's how you keep people compliant, right? You know, it's like you look at like any any like mainstream like media like 
thing, right? It's like, it's like, be scared of this. Like, here's this injustice that's, that's happening. Like, you know, so-and-so said this, like, get him, you know, like, yeah. and, and, and yeah, they're just like, you know, it's a low, it's a low bright vibrational frequency of thought. You know, it's like um, levels of energy is like another good book by Frederick Dodson. And he talks about that a lot. It's like the, the frequency of like your thoughts, like says a lot. And like right now, society is in a very low vibrational frequency of fear and anger. So, so yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Um, speaking of psychedelic trips, this afternoon, me and Chris were talking about, yeah, where did he go for his psychedelic trip? Did he go to the Mojave Desert or was it Joshua Tree? You went to Joshua Tree, right? Yeah. Because um, I thought it was going to be the same area of this thing that I saw on Ancient Aliens of all places. But apparently there's this thing called the Encyclotron or Integlatron or something like that. And it's a, it's an immortality machine a guy was working on. And the government was actually like researching it and it was created by this kook, kooky guy, right? And it was this building, but they're calling him a genius on the level of Nikola Tesla when it came to architecture and acoustics and whatnot. Well, anyways, he died before he could finish it. But when you look at the anomalies of this structure he built that was supposed to be a immortality machine, um, it's pretty, pretty insane. Anyways, that is in the Mojave, Mojave desert. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was in Joshua tree. So I was like, Oh, maybe he'll go to shrooms and like sit in that building or something. No, nah, that'd be cool. No, nah, yeah. Have you heard I mean, about that? I haven't. No, nah, it's called I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I mean there's there's like Joshua Tree's cool. Like it has like a very like like high it's like high vibe. Like high, there's like high vibes there. Mm. You know, like and like there's like certain places that you go that just have like high like like Sedona. You know what I mean? Like you go to Sedona, it's like, like everyone's like selling like crystals and like they're yeah. like, Oh, we're in a vortex type shit. And um I don't know if I like believe in all that, but like it, it does have like a very like high vibe to it. You know, it's, like, very, like... Like, you like, can just feel the energy? Yeah, like, very, like, new-agey type stuff. Like, that's why, you know, like, people go there all the time for, like, meditation retreats. Mm. You know, like, um, like, you sit down and meditate there. I feel like you just, like, reach, like, a different, like, vibration. You mm -hmm. know, like, you know, same same thing with, like, like emotions and, like, thoughts, right? Like, all, all of this, all of this stuff, like, it vibrates at a certain frequency, Right, like that's why they say like, oh, it's like high vibe versus low vibe, like vibe check, mm. you know, like because you because you have that right where you have like certain, you know, vibes within thoughts, right? So and like emotions as well. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, because when I when I hear that, I always think back to learning about this kind of in physics class, um, in college. Did you ever take a physics class? Yeah, and I hate physics. Do you, <laughs> do you remember like? Did, did they ever have you like calculate the frequency of like physical objects? I think so. I never, I never paid attention to physics. That was one thing that blew me. So I'm like kind of like a, a space nerd. Like I like studying yeah, the universe. With a, with a NASA space. Shirt for oh sure. yeah. <laughs> straight up. And, uh, that, so I found maybe I just was lucky cause I had a good physics professor and I also took astronomy with this guy and super interesting guy. I actually might email him and, and try to get him on the podcast because he's super like quirky, likable guy. And he would do these like funky experiments to demonstrate everything so we could conceptualize every equation we were studying. Right. And one of them that blew my mind is like literally uh, it came from like the, the the slit test or like double slit test. Yeah. You ever heard about this one? Yeah. Like uh, particles in superposition. Right. Is that the one? 
Yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. that. And so when you shine a laser beam through a slit, it actually breaks up. Mm. And um, you can like calculate the light patterns. It's basically like a barcode that displays on the wall behind it, right? Right. And uh, but basically, it was like saying when when it passes through the slit, you can calculate the frequency that that vibration is or whatever. And technically, you can do the same thing with a person walking through a door. That thing has a frequency, and you can calculate it. And that's what blew my mind. And that's where. I actually start to entertain the idea of like high vibration, low vibrational energy, law of attraction, maybe things like that are real because technically we all, I mean, we're all made up of atoms, which are just what? Just vibrating, just fucking things, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and like the thing, the thing about like manifestation, like the law of attraction is like, cause I never used to be like super like into it either, but like I, I started noticing like the more I like learn about it and the more I like, actually like practiced because i'm i'm a, i meditate right like i've meditated for like i don't know like five years and um and i've noticed every like the, day yeah like 15 20 minutes like i don't get like super crazy with it like as long as it's part of like my morning routine so like as long as i like sit down and actually do it like it doesn't it doesn't matter like guided guided not guided like yeah. i'm not like super strict about it but as long as i sit down and do like some form like every day um, whether it's like usually a morning, but sometimes I'll do it at night if I like don't get around to it in the morning. But, um, but I, I, I like noticed that like the more I like meditated and the more I like started just, just like checking my own mind and checking my own vibe and seeing like what's, what's taking place like behind the scenes mm. kind of. Cause I mean, you know, most of your thought process has at the subconscious level. Yeah. Right. So like the more you meditate, it creates space. It creates an awareness for the thoughts that actually take place in your mind. And of course, you know, thoughts create reality, yeah. right? So you can't create your own reality unless you can control your thoughts, right? So it's just like super simple things that just make a huge, huge difference. And I noticed like the more I meditated, the more I like study this stuff and, um, and like my mentor, I have a mentor that teaches this stuff. And the more I, and I like hired this guy, I was like, and the second I hired him, like my life just like changed in like so many ways. But the more I, I started like getting into this stuff, the more money I made, the more attractive partners I dated, you know, and, and the more successful I became. And I was like, huh, interesting. Like there's something to this. Yeah. Right. And it's not to say like some, like some like cultiness of like, um, like the secret or like law of attraction. Right. Like the, the movie, the secret I actually fucking hate it. Know why? Why? Because one of the one of the ladies in it, she's an actual cult leader, and there's another guy. Um, what the fuck is, is uh, Ray something? Um, he actually just got out of jail. He was in jail for like two years because he uh he let like five people die like in a sweat lodge. Um, I heard about that. Yeah, um, there's like a bunch of like true crime podcasts on it and stuff, but like super crazy. And so, like, a bunch of the, these people, like, the only, like, real person in uh, in The Secret was uh, Bob Proctor. Like, he was, like, the, the only one that was, like, pretty legit. But, like, everyone else was, like, just, like, a ripoff or, like, you know, exploiting people. Because, you know, I think this stuff gets dangerous when you start teaching it because it attracts a certain type of per a person. People that are looking for answers. And people that are looking for answers can be easily manipulated and are susceptible. So unless like someone maybe that's why Clark blew up on TikTok. My buddy Clark started a TikTok at the beginning of June and then 
30 days later, he had gained 100,000 from scratch on TikTok. And he just niched into the law of attraction. So he's speaking to a bunch of kids who are looking for answers, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now it's like the, like the perfect time. I think now more than ever, people are waking up, mm-hmm. right? Like people are, are forced to stay home. You know, you can't do as many things like and, and it it forces people to look inward and it, you know, creates in a, in a sense like a space for them to actually reexamine their life. You know, people are working from home. People might get laid off. Right. So there's a lot of different things that are happening in people's lives right now that are probably making them look for answers. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and, and it's just, it, you know, you have to be careful with who you listen to those answers from, right? Like, you know, as long as they're, there's someone that has like good intentions and like, you know, care about people, then, um, yeah, then yeah, like you'll, you'll get something out of it. Right. But, um, a lot of those guys like from the fucking secret, like ended up like just like not being good people. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where maybe you were following someone who turned out to not be what you thought they were? Um, in terms of like like manifestation type stuff or Anything. or just uh not not really I mean I don't I don't follow like a whole lot of people I like I try to like listen to um listen to like I listen more to less people right mm. so so that yeah. like that's what I try to do and so like a lot of like the more like mainstream guys like like Gary V like I I don't really like listen to a whole lot of Gary V um I'll listen to like guys like Grant Cardone like here and there but yeah um. But yeah, more so I uh, just listen to mentors. You know, it's like like if I'm if I'm like gonna pay someone to like teach me some stuff, I'm like yeah, like like teach me. I'm I'm like listening to you and like you alone, mm. in in like a particular area, right? So so I have you know mentors for like business. Um, you know, I used to have like mentors for dating. Uh, I just got a mentor for uh, for stock trading, right? So so like. Um, so yeah, so just listening more to those mentors and like being like, okay, like teach me and, and, uh, really just like, like taking up as much knowledge as I can from them. Right. So, so rather than following like, you know, a bunch of people's advice on TikTok or like Instagram, like, no, like I'm going to shut that noise off and listen to, listen more to less people. And I feel like I get, I get more out of that than I do like listening to like a bunch of different different opinions um like a good example is like uh like advertising right like facebook ads so like everyone has like their own like go-to strategy right like some person's gonna do it one way some person's gonna like is there one right strategy or is there do they all kind of work but in their own unique ways yeah they all work in their own unique ways right and some of them work better than others like for sure but you know like this the styles themselves are are more like personal preference Right. Like some people are like, yeah, I'm going to like bid at the ad set level or I'm going to bid at the campaign level. I'm going to like use this type of creative. I'm going to like use this type of copywriting. Right. So. um, So, yeah, like everyone's like got their own style. And um, and I think like, you know, once you get like like more and more advanced, you like develop your own like unique style to it. Right. Um, It's like. You know, like first starting off, it's like, oh, I'm like, listen to this guy and like do only like what he's telling me or only what this guy's telling me. And what happens is like everyone's going to tell you like different things, right? Like one guy's going to tell you one thing, another guy's going to tell you. And like there's so many of areas of life that are like that and so many like contradictory advice. So, so yeah, I like, you know, try, try my best to listen more to less people. I I like that. That's something that I feel like I did right, but on accident um, because if I don't go deep with one person's advice, like you said, I, I just kind of get confused because people contradict each other. 
all the time, especially in dating, because you know, what works for one guy in dating won't necessarily work for every fucking dude in dating. Like the guys who came to my boot camp, there was 30 of them. Every one of us has a different personality, right? And so um, I think that's super crucial to find one person that you really vibe with the most and, and go deep with that person. Because if you're not, like, you're really not, you're, you're dabbling, right? And, and yeah. one of the things that, I don't know who said this quote originally, but I heard it a lot kind of when I first got into personal development or whatever was imitate, then innovate. And I would always tell myself that anytime I wanted to, take what they said and kind of just put my own twist on it. Even though I have no experience, I'd be like, imitate, then innovate, innovate when you know what the fuck you're doing and you've actually produced some results yourself by going deep with this fucking one person's advice. Um, so I definitely like that. Who are some of your early people in dating early? Uh, I mean, RSD was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they're always a classic. They've been yeah. around for years, decades. Yeah. I mean, not so much anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, but like Julian was like, oh, I always like gravitated towards Julian um, like How do you feel about him now? I, I still like his stuff. I haven't watched any of their stuff uh, in a long time. I probably haven't seen any of them on on the internet for years. Um, I think it's because I kind of just like uh, maybe I just stopped paying attention. Yeah. But uh, do they? But I heard that they stopped doing the dating advice, right? Yep. Yeah. So so you know, pretty much all of like their their videos, they took them all down. Okay. Um, like they, all the infield stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they were like afraid to like get canceled. Like I think they, mm. they like saw they saw the cancel culture they saw like coming. coming. Yeah. So so they're like, yep, like nope, like we're gonna like delete all of this. But um, they've already been canceled though, right? Yeah, with like Julian scandal and yeah. Like, everything. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Um, I think I mean they kept like still they, they were still going like after that and everything. But like I, I felt like it helped them <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I think so. They they definitely like spend it in like a good direction for sure. Um, but I mean, like after that, like Julian, like shifted, like all of his stuff. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like I gravitated to him when I was like first like, learning hey, about dating Julian, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Tyler, Tyler he's just interested. so intense <laughs> and his hat's always sideways. I'm like, bro, like you look like a middle schooler who just went into Gucci <laughs> and like was just started putting shit on. Yeah. Like, his, yeah, his style's so wacky, dude. It's yeah. so wacky. Like some like crazy, it almost crazy makes shirts. it hard for me to, to take it seriously, you know? Mm. Like I obviously I don't watch their videos or consume their content a lot. Yeah. But like if I was someone looking for it, if we're talking about imitate then innovate, I want to look for someone who I can identify a little bit with. Yeah. Now obviously I can identify with maybe their story, but on the surface, I can't identify and I have good game. I but I personally can't identify with that type of energy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean for sure you need like something that you can like resonate with. Um, there's like, there's a, there's a good analogy for that. And, um, and I think, I forget who said, I think it was like the Buddha that said it, but it's like basically like your, your, um, your style, like the clothes you wear is like a reflection of like, again, like your like level of like enlightenment or like mm. vibration, right? It's like a so home vibrating on the vibe of the universe right now. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you're wearing like rags, you're like pretty low, you're pretty like apathetic, like not giving a fuck. You know, and then you go up to like, you know, more streetwear or like business casual and then like business. And then once you're like, once you keep going up in like consciousness, it then goes from like business to like business casual again. And then like streetwear, because you like, you know, look at Mark, like Mark Zuckerberg, like runs around like hoodies all the time, making billions. And then after that, you get to like rags again, because then you're like a monk, basically. Yeah. Right. So like, st so style is like interesting. Like the, the, the clothes that people wear 
to me is like interesting because mm. I think it says a lot about what sort of like level of consciousness they're at. Right, like, and you can tell, right? You can tell, like, pretty quick if, like, someone's like running around, like, fucking, like, Gucci, like, belts and shit, and you're like, why? You know, yeah. like, is it is it because like that's a way of compensating, or like, you know what I mean? So, so you can you can tell pretty quick, like, what level of people, of consciousness people are based on like what they wear. Mm. I what, now that I think about that, I totally see that, um, and I heard something similar about the the i guess your lexicon like the the how wide your voc personal vocabulary is mm. and you can directly correlate people's vocabulary to how much money they make mm. which is kind of crazy when i heard that i think i was in high school still so i kind of made it a point ever since then to try to expand my vocabulary and i think i just it just happened naturally just by this is why i'm not completely against college because i don't think every bird like in the entrepreneur space, online marketing, everybody's like, fuck college, fuck the education system. Everybody these days is like, I'm on a mission to change the education systems. Uh, and it's like, it sounds noble, but but I don't personally believe that it's evil for everyone because for me, you know, I'm an entrepreneur not using any of my degrees, right? Same. And I went to dental school. I got a biology degree. Yeah, like much like yourself. But for me, it taught me how to manage my time, how to manage multiple things at once it also expanded my vocabulary which they can directly directly correlate to how much money you make like most of my vocabulary wasn't developed until i went to college lectures and had to study fucking textbooks and shit you know yeah for sure i mean i think like i mean a couple of like things kind of come to mind i think there there's like a, a, a big distinction to make of like what comes first Right? Does the money come first, and then you like learn that vocab, or does the vocab come first, and then you get the money, right? Because there's there like there's one thing that um that the more money you make, the more you spend on appearance and education, mm. like per like percentage of like income, the the wealthy spend more on those two things versus like lower class spend more on food and housing. And, um, and that's something you can like take to the fucking bank. Right. And I think the, the reason is, is because again, like, um, like appearance like matters in, in terms of like identity. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's not like act as if it's be as if, right. So, so if when you are wealthy and once you have that money, it's like, obviously like you're going to invest in, in coaches, you're going to invest in mentors, you're going to invest in books, Right, like Warren Buffett reads like a book a day, you know yeah. what I mean? And um, but that's if you are even told to do that. Like I have buddies in Kansas who, because Kansas is its own little bubble, I feel like, um, unlike here where we feel like we can do anything. More the more west you go, it seems like. But I have buddies in Kansas who are crushing it, and they think they're living the life at a couple hundred grand a year. And I feel like I'm broke, <laughs> making the same types of numbers, you know. And I think just getting out of that environment raised my standards, maybe also made me feel like I can do anything and not stick to this mold. But those people, I'm like, why don't you do this for your business? Why don't you do this? Yeah. And just giving them suggestions. I never like to give unsolicited advice um, because I've had it happen to me as, as recently as last night. And it's never, ever received that well if it's unsolicited. But uh, 
I don't try to, so for these guys, I'm like making suggestions. They're talking about stress in their business or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I tried this. Why don't you try this? Right. But I don't think they think big enough to where it's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a lot of effort whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it, when it comes to advice, like I'm, I'm like the same way, like there's like something funny happens. Like every time, like someone like asks me for advice, I'm like, I'm like, dude, finally, like you've asked yeah. me, I've been, I've been, had this book for like five years, like read it. This will tell you the answers. Like, Thank God you asked, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, versus being like, you know, someone that's like struggling or whatever, be like, hey, like read this book or this, like it, like people like resist it, right? For like whatever reason, like and it might be like the right answer for them, but like for whatever reason, like people, people just resist it. But, but yeah, I mean, your, your environment like is like a big, a big indicator, right? I mean, when I was living in, in Columbia, that was like a big thing for me. Right. And that's why, like, I came back to Scottsdale. I was like, okay, my environment is like placing a ceiling on me. Mm. And like, I, I can like feel it. Right. Cause I mean, when you're there, you could be making, you know, five grand a month and be like living like a king. Damn. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, no. Like, the, like, well, there's goals that are way bigger. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, this is like, and, and, and yeah. And so whether it's Columbia or like, we're just at Kansas. Yeah, whether it's Kansas is like that's gonna place a ceiling on you mm. because you're not gonna have that that pressure to like step up. I'm hoping Kansas has this revolution to where it's not like that anymore, simply because Patrick Mahomes <laughs> from the NFL is now in Kansas City where I was born and raised, and that motherfucker just got what like 500 mil. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that goes like a long way there. Yeah. I think so. Like when they started, when the Royals won the World Series, it happened literally right after I moved out of Kansas. Mm. And so apparently, like literally right around that time, there was an article written. I forget where it was a, definitely like it's like the Washington Post or like some big publication like that, that named Kansas City as the coolest city in America. And you were like, what? You know, like that's what I was thinking at the same time. But around that time when the Royals started getting good, they won the World Series. Things start popping off there. They get a Top Golf in Kansas City, which you know there's only a few of them, and one of them's here in Scottsdale, right? Uh, and then fucking the Chiefs blow up, and now Kansas City's on the map. So hopefully money comes in, people are thinking bigger in Kansas City, and people don't just get satisfied with you know the fucking nine to five <laughs> grind and the the fucking ceiling at a couple hundred grand a year, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think I think it's interesting that. Uh that like that you want that for like your city yeah i, th I think that's cool because because i mean yeah like that that's like telling that you like want people to like succeed mm. you know because <laughs> i mean a lot of people don't have that right but the fact that you like care enough about about and people in general right the, the fact that you like care about people in general like yes like i want all of you motherfuckers to succeed <laughs> you know like that's cool maybe that's like uh that's interesting i never would have really seen that without the outside perspective in myself, but maybe that's indicative of a, a personal kind of mindset shift that I've had to make for my own ability to succeed. It's like a lot of people who aren't succeeding or aren't successful, they see someone who is succeeding and they go, fuck that guy. I can do better than that guy. And people do it to me in the dating industry all the time. And I'm like, yo, you motherfuckers should be taking notes and cheering this shit on. Right. And so I think, I've personally somewhat noticed a similar pattern in like 
if this person doesn't cheer me on in my success, they're probably not something, someone I want on around me anyways. And vice versa. Like I don't ever want to be the guy who says, Oh, you can't do that. You no, you shouldn't do that. Right. And so also I think with Kansas city, this is, do you follow football at all? No, nah, like I, I really don't watch any sports actually. Kansas city is known for their sports fan base. We mm. don't have an NBA team and technically Kansas doesn't have any sports teams um, because Kansas city, Missouri is where the chiefs and the Royals play and the chiefs and the Royals share like a little parking lot. So it's right next to each other. And that's like all we got. And so just the amount of pride that, happens in the entire state of Kansas around those two teams is irrational, completely irrational. And it's like when Kansas, so first off, both of those, the Chiefs and the Royals, Royals baseball, Chiefs football, they both were easily the worst teams in both leagues for the first 10 years of the 2000s, easily, right? But always sold out, always the loudest stadium in the nation, right? Why is that? It's because I just think the camaraderie in the city itself is undeniable. It's palpable. And I don't know what it is. Like, I only noticed it when I moved to Arizona and then I went back to visit. Because here, like you said, the, the what people wear to the bars and clubs is completely different. We're dressing up to look good. We're putting our best foot forward. And but it's it's natural for us. If I go back to fucking Kansas, which I did, dress like I would going out to Scottsdale. My buddies are being like, well, you think you're hot shit? You think you live in L.A.? You're like some L.A. dude now or something? I'm like, bro, like, I just want to look good tonight, right? Um, but you go out to the bars in Kansas City, they're all wearing a Chiefs shirt or a Royals shirt mm. at nice places because that's the normal wear that you wear around there. You go to the bathroom. Here, dudes are, like, too afraid to get near each other. They don't talk to each other. You go to the bathroom there, everybody's like, yo, how about them Chiefs? And, you, <laughs> you know, it's like, and it creates this camaraderie to where everybody kind of feels like family there, even though, even though you aren't necessarily like friends with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean that's interesting. Um, yeah, because I feel like you can like win a lot of games like that, right? Like just like by having like. I mean, we didn't win a lot of games until like re- <laughs> recently, but, but like that's what I'm saying. Like it, it like allows for like progress because I mean like lo- look at like Phoenix, right? Yeah. Like like none of our teams are good, and because of that, like nobody cares. And because nobody cares, the teams keep sucking. Versus yeah. I feel like if, if people actually cared, the teams would, like, get better. Because they're like, okay, like, we can't let our fans down. Versus here, they're like, we, like, like why should we give a fuck? Like, our fans don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's probably why you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who's like, you know what? Let's stay here for my entire career. Give me a 12-year contract worth 500 mil. Right? Cam Newton ain't taking that shit. LeBron James never taking that shit. LeBron James is hopping ship just to chase championship rings, you know? I feel like loyalty is not, it's undervalued today in sports, you know? Yeah. Which is something that Kansas City is really good at. Yeah. Um, so what do you nerd out on these days? Man, uh, like books. <laughs> like I read a lot, yeah. a lot of books. Like probably like. What's the last book you read? A book. Uh, I've been reading um, Think and Grow Rich. Okay. Napoleon Hill. Uh Classic, dude. Classic, yeah. classic book. You know, more more millionaires have claimed that book has made them a millionaire than any other book ever written. Yeah. I've heard the same thing, but I've also heard recently that if you look into Napoleon Hill's kind of backstory and history, it's like apparently 
his meeting with uh, who Carnegie and, or whatever. Andrew Carnegie, yeah. Never happened. Apparently, it was all made up. Apparently, the whole book was just a fucking manifesto that was made up in his head. Hmm. I don't. I haven't looked at the evidence myself. I don't even have an opinion. It's just something I've heard. But if that's true, it is crazy because, like you said, a lot of people yeah. claim that as like the book that changed them. Yeah, I mean, it would be like unfortunate if that was like the truth, <laughs> if like, yeah. that actually happened. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like who, like who knows? I mean, if 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 it is if it is true, like you know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's okay. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like maybe like the results like speak for themselves in the book, or or maybe it's like you know because like so many millionaires have like been created from that book. Yeah, like that's what like gives the book power. Mm. Maybe I, I think the book is a good resource regardless of what the truth is, because like you said, it has added value to a lot of people's lives. And when I read it, it was like, it was talking about things like having massive burning desire. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that just speaks to the power of, of human will, right? If you have a massive burning desire and focus to achieve one goal and that goal, be it monetarily related just for the fact that you have that desire and you're focused with all your intention on it, it's inevitable, right? So that that makes sense to me. So it's almost like a fail safe. It's like this is literally the idiot proof guide to thinking and growing rich. Yeah, I mean, like I can't I can't tell you like how many times in my life like I've I've like achieved success yeah. by just like sheer just like not giving up, mm. you know. Versus like so many people like uh, just like give up. Right. It's like uh, I do a lot or I used to do. And now I have an assistant doing it for me, like shouts out. Yeah. Um, but I used to shoot a What's lot their of name. Uh, Chris. His name's Chris. Shouts out. He lives in, he lives in that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chris, bro. <laughs> yeah. Christopher. But I call him call him Chris. Young, young Christopher. AKA. Oh, OK. I mean, he's not Christopher. He's Christoph. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shouts out to Chris is out there. Um, but yeah. So so I have him like doing a lot of like my uh, like sales videos. And um, so he he shoots probably about like 40, 50 sales videos like per week. That's Damn. How, yeah. That's a lot of fucking videos. Yeah. Who's editing all that shit? He does. What? Yeah, he's a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so so he so he does that. But like for for like years, I would I would shoot forty to fifty like sales videos per per week. And I did that for like so long. And um and I, I remember like looking once and I had like seventeen hundred videos, right? of like cold like cold outreach like sales pitches and like these like one minute like videos and um and i had like people asking me like carlos like how'd you do it like what are you doing and i'm like i'm like here like i'll, I'll like give you the formula like just do this exactly like you will succeed like yeah. I, I like i did it for you like the trial and error is done like here's the script here's how to shoot it here's what to look for like do it and you will succeed and then people would come back like carlos i i didn't it didn't work and i'm like how many sales did you did you shoot and they're like, 200? I'm like, motherfucker, I shot 1,700 uh, sales videos. You shoot 200 and you give up? I'm like, fuck you. And and so, and like, that just like shows you that you just like can succeed by just like not giving up. And um, yeah. and yeah, that's like one that's like one thing that I can like take home to the bank. I'm like, dude, like, like thank, thank God like I have that like in my DNA that I just like, just like don't give up. And sometimes, granted, like there is, a point that you should like give up if like shit hasn't like gone hasn't worked in like five years and you're still doing the same thing over and over yeah. again like expecting different results like you should probably quit but well there's a difference between giving up on the goal versus giving up on the method to achieve the goal absolutely and i think people yeah. get caught up with the method and they say oh this method didn't work well did you do it right 
right? And so they give up on the goal entirely. When in reality, maybe they just need to shift their strategy a little bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and I think like uh, I think even bigger than that is like having like a big picture goal, right? Because one thing that I see like so many people just like fall short on is there's no like big picture like you know this is like my purpose and like what I want to accomplish in the next like 10, 20 years. And something happens like when you like find out like what that is, is all like the different methods and all the different paths could could lead you astray as long as like that one thing like stays consistent and and i think you know when we talk about like burning desire it's like if that like 20 year mission like whatever it is right whether it's like you know trying to like cure like world hunger or like um like whatever it might be as long as like that goal is like in your mind you could be like going about a bunch of different paths but as long as like that goals in mind the path to get there doesn't change right so like you could take you could you know imagine like you're like on on like a gps right like it, you know how gps gives you like a bunch of like different like directions on like how to get to your end destination yeah it's like that's kind of how life is right it's like you know you could take this path you could like be a coach you could like be a marketer you could like create courses you could like um learn day trading you know what i mean like there's like a bunch of like different paths that you could take to get to that goal but as long as, but if you don't have that goal, then it's like, you're just kind of bouncing around from like thing to thing. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like you lose like a little bit of sense of, of, uh, of gravity and a sense of purpose. Yeah. Right. And you're just like doing things just to do them and having like a, a very like superficial goal rather than having like that big picture in mind. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, like what, what the fuck is money? You know, it's like, like, like once, once you make over like 80 K it like everything else is like it, it doesn't add to your happiness. Like you can buy like more expensive <clears throat> shit. Yeah. You know, it's like you can buy a more expensive car, but like it, it doesn't really add to your happiness, but it's, it's what that money allows you to do and what that allows you to change that like really like matters. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, that's one thing that I see like just like people just like, just don't, don't have that like big picture, big picture goal. I was literally talking to Chris earlier today about like, <clears throat> My, I have such goals for my business, right? And a lot of them obviously require me making a significant amount of money to achieve those goals. And I was thinking to myself, and this is why I was talking to Chris about it earlier. I was like, yo, if I had a million dollars cash in the bank right now versus what I currently have, and I'm working towards that, what would I be doing different on a day-to-day -day basis other than maybe sitting in a bigger room? Literally nothing. I would be doing the same damn thing, right? And so that kind of just made me realize, like you said, like, what is money? I don't know. Is it a thing to make me feel cool? At a certain level, it doesn't really bring you more joy. It just allows you to sit in a bigger room, look at a bigger screen. Yeah, I mean, most people want to spend a million dollars. They don't want to make a million dollars. That's uh, wise words right there. Confucius say, Carlos say, <laughs> you should put that in a fucking fortune cookie and wrap it up. <laughs> Give it to your girlfriend. I know, right? <laughs> Well, how would your girlfriend respond if you just gave her a fortune cookie and on the inside it said, most people want to spend a million dollars. They don't want to make a million dollars. Oh, she would, she would love it. She would think it's like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> she wouldn't get mad at you and go, what you trying to say? You trying to say I spent all your money? <laughs> no, she'd be like, let's go make a million dollars together. But like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then let's spend it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... So what's what's your goals? What are, do you have any goals that you don't mind sharing? Yeah. So so the so the biggest the biggest goal, um, 
and uh, I've like never put this out publicly, but like the the biggest like ultimate goal is to cure aging. Mm. This is funny because literally the last episode that I uploaded while we're filming this, um, we're a couple weeks ahead, and then we took a couple weeks off. Anti aging expert. His name is literally anti aging hacks mm. on Instagram, and we talked about anti aging. So I'm curious, what is your take on this? So so my take on it, and um. I don't know if you know who uh, Liz Parrish is, but no. uh, she she's a CEO. She sounds old. No, she's actually not. <laughs> okay. she's, she's, a, she's a CEO of a company called BioViva. Okay. And what's cool about her is she was patient zero for this gene therapy that actually like, succeeded in reversing her, her aging. They tested like some of her biomarkers. And That's why she's not old anymore. Yeah, okay. well, she, yeah, she looks good. <laughs> she looks good. Um, but yeah, some of her biomarkers were like 30 years younger. Wow. Yeah, so... So, yeah, so, like, the, the big thing is um, treating aging like a disease, right? Treating it as something that, that actually I keep can... forgetting that you have a biology background, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so there's a big reason for that. It's, like, I've, I've always known that, like, this is, like, the biggest ambition, the biggest goal, like, in my life. Okay. Right? And that's why, like... I have a, a degree in microbiology. That's why when I do marketing, I service clients that specifically are in the health and medical space, like Got doctors, it. dentists, like pharmaceutical companies, right? There's a reason for that. And the reason is, is because that big picture is in mind. So anytime I go and execute on anything, I'm thinking about, does this help me get closer to that goal? Mm. Right? So so what, what the goal kind of looks like is, you know, working working with these different businesses, you know, accumulating money, accumulating wealth, um, start leveling up, you know, taking on bigger and bigger clients and eventually having having the infrastructure in place to where I'm starting up my own bio, bio company, my own pharmaceutical company, or even taking, you know, equity in a piece of pharmaceutical companies and running it through the marketing agency and out comes, you know, a publicly traded like pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Right. So like now I'm like learning about uh, investing, about stock trading. So I'm learning about the market. And like learning how that like plays into like that that big picture goal of how companies go public, how like they're traded on, on like the Nasdaq and the stock market, you know what I mean? So so like everything everything is done with the purpose. Mm. So <clears throat> why anti aging and what's what about anti aging are you kind of interested in? Like because when I hear I, that, I just want to live. I just want to live forever, dude. Okay. <laughs> like on, like honestly, like I want to live to be like two hundred years. And Is that how you got into it? You're like, how do I live for forever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that and that's why that's why I brought up like the the CEO Liz Parish is because like I'm like dude like I want to be I want to be like that like I want to be like that that type of CEO that's like yeah I'm gonna like you know be like the Elon Musk of like anti aging. Okay. You know what I mean? So so that's that's kind of like the the goal. So what are the some of the technologies or methods that you know of that you're working on? So so gene gene therapy is like a big one and um and unfortunately like I'm not like like in in like as in as like I should be, mm-hmm. you know. Um I'm like focused more on like the business aspect of things. Got it. Uh, rather than the actual like getting like nuts and bolts into the science. But gene therapy is like a big one. Um and just like I think gen- genetics to me is is the the part that's like most fascinating with with aging, um, and there's a there's a bunch of like different uh, different aspects of it that like you need to like you know fix. Um, da- uh, David Sinclair is like one of like the biggest guys that's like doing it, and like the stuff that he's doing is like on point, and so like all of his his research that's coming out is um is pretty remarkable. 
And so I think like that, like if anyone's going to like do it, like it's probably going to be that guy. Um, but yeah, so do you think it's so literally taking someone who is 80 years old, wrinkly, barely can walk and exercise. They go through whatever treatment or technology that is the anti-aging process. And now they're 50. I think eventually, I think, um, eventually it'll be like that. I think it'll, it, it, it'll start off by just people just living longer. Right. I mean, um, you're essentially making someone that's like a hundred feel like they're like 70. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of how, how it, how it'll go. Right. It's like turning that biological clock and just elongating it. Right. That's called, that's why it's called longevity. Yeah. Right? Cause you're essentially making your life longer. Yeah. <clears throat> when I hear about this immediately, my mind goes back to biology and like biology of cells and things like that. And I learn about telomeres. Yeah. Now, telomeres shorten over time. Yep. Is that kind of the key to reversing so, age? So that's that's one of them. Um, so yeah, that's the it's called the Hayflick limit, right? So like our cells have like a certain number of times they can divide before like they die. Okay. So one potential method is uh, extending that that Hayflick limit and allowing for cells to have more cell divisions so that so the cells actually live longer so that so that is one potential solution yeah okay <clears throat> what are some of the other ones um i don't know man like there's like like i said gene therapies like to me seems like it's like up there um which is basically like you take essentially like um like how they make vaccines where you take like a sliver of like dna and um and put it into like the genome of um, of your body, right? So, so it's like you, you have like a slice of DNA and you put it into, you know, like like you know, like you put into like some sort of like a, a vector. Yeah. And that vector then goes into your body and then trans... You literally put it in a virus because yeah. the viruses inject that DNA or RNA into your cell and then it goes into the cell and then incorporates it into the DNA of that cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, th- so I think that's, that's probably going to be one of the solutions. Um, there's a lot of... Um, like uh like clinical trials that are happening like overseas um that are that are like pretty like unregulated that are like uh, like doing like some like legit science right and uh, like unfortunately like the uh the pharmaceutical industry and, and uh, clinical trial industry like here in the US kind of like prevents like some of this progress from like taking place like quick and um and like the FDA regulations and like stuff like that kind of like slow the progress so, so a lot of um, the clinical trials are happening like overseas. So, like one one potential, and this is something that I'm like heavily considering. Um, once I like you know get uh, accumulate the wealth, is actually like going and participating in like some of these clinical trials because like you know they're they're we're talking you know hundred two hundred thousand dollars to like get some of these like clinical trials done. Um, but uh, but yeah, like they're it's like they're like shown to like work like pretty well. And, um, but yeah, just like, unfortunately, like the, uh, the FDA and like, you know, industry here just kind of slows that down. Yeah. Interesting. So <clears throat> you, if you had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank today, you would go across into a different country and literally take place in an anti-aging clinical trial. hundred percent. But you're like, how old right now? Like 26. So you, I mean, what are you trying to accomplish? You want to be 17 again? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to live longer, dude. I'm trying to like live to be like 200. And the reason I want to like live, live so long is because yeah. like 
the world's just so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, the world is so cool. Like, technology is, like, you know, progressing at such a fast rate. Like, the world is, like, changing at, at, so, at such a fast rate. And, just, and, like, so many things are happening. I'm like, dude, I want to see all of this. Like, yeah. like, this makes me, like, so pumped and so excited, like, every day of just, like, seeing how the world changes. Right? And, you know, just in, just in like, 26 years of being alive, I've seen so much cool shit. And I'm like, I want to keep, like, you know, experiencing cool shit. So it's like, why not, like, yeah. live to be, like, 200, 300 years old? So the, the I, I wouldn't say pessimistic side of my mind, maybe devil's advocate side yeah. would be like, yo, okay. Because I, I thought about this recently. I was like, tragedies happen. Senseless things happen. Kobe literally died in a helicopter crash, right? So if I, it's almost like in my head, it's like I'm prepping for a natural disaster of some sort. Like all these survival preppers, what if you spend your whole life prepping for something just to have it ended senselessly in a fucking car wreck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and, and it's like you know, knock on wood. I don't want that shit to happen. Man. I know, right? <laughs> like, like on like on the way home, <laughs> like Carlo, like Carlos died in a car accident. Like, <laughs> and it's like, but what if you had the potential to live to two hundred? But like, bro, you spend your whole life living to trying to live to two hundred when it, it just happens to end early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm still like living life. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, that's not like the. You know, there's a, there's more to life than just like living to be like 200. Otherwise, like you would just like stay in like a like I'm like bubble or something. You know? Yeah. Um. But no, I mean like I, d- I definitely like take take risks like all the time, right? So, um. But yeah, I mean I think like I mean the, you took a risk by driving here today. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right. Um. Could catch like COVID. Yeah. Yeah. For my dog who's just fucking whoring it up with everybody. <laughs> Literally today, I was sitting here. I was getting some work done. We were kind of sitting in silence. Chris is sitting in here too. And we we're just working. My dog comes up like he's been by himself all day, like looking all innocent. And I was like, oh, Tucker, are you lonely? You want to cuddle? Come here. And he just jumps in my lap and I start working and I'm cuddling him. I'm kissing him. And Kate walks up like 10 minutes later. She goes, Tucker, you little man whore. And I said, <laughs> what? And she goes, he was literally cuddling with me just like that for like 30 minutes straight. And the moment he gets off of me, he walks over to you and starts cuddling. And I'm like, this little two-timing hoe. Yeah. Right? He, he, like, like he, he's like on, he like jumped on me like the second like, I got here. I was like, dude, does like no one like give you love? Like, yeah. He's a little, <laughs> he knows how to work it. Literally, the only reason we got him is because me and Kate, we went to the store or we went to the mall and it was like one of these malls around here. That has a puppy store at the mall with the puppies in the fucking window. Those look at you. <laughs> and, and Kate sees this fucking puppy. It's in a little cube by itself. And it's just sitting there. And Kate and the thing are like looking at it through the, the window. And then we walk away. And it starts howling because Kate walked away. And it wanted Kate to come back. And she goes, it's calling out to us. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, Kate, I'm not buying a dog. And so then literally my birthday was like a week later. This is a couple years ago. And Kate's at work. I'm sitting here working. I spent my entire birthday, which is a weekday, by myself. from Because Kate was working like 10-hour shifts. So from the moment I woke up, she was already at work. And she was at work all the way until the middle of the night, right? And I was like, man, this sucks. I feel lonely. You know what? I want to get that dog. So I literally was like, Kate, when you get off, meet me at the puppy store. And I got the same fucking dog like two days later. And 
here we are with that two-time and man whore of a fucking dog just spreading COVID germs yeah. around because he's cuddling with everybody. <laughs> he's like the motherfucker at the party that spreads herpes to the whole fucking school. <laughs> yep, chlamydia. Chlamydia. <laughs> I've, I've never... Mo- uh, mono. Luckily, I've never had to deal with anything like no, that. No, yeah, same. Not, knock on wood. Yeah. What was it like living in Colombia, bro? It was amazing. Yeah. Like, can't, like, probably one of the most, like, underrated cities for, uh, for dating, actually. Why do you say that? It, it, um, I mean, just like Colombian women, dude. Like, yeah. do, do I have to, like, <laughs> you know, go into more detail? But yeah, I mean, like, the, the dating, the dating scene there is awesome. Um, it's, uh, like, I feel like there's, like, cities that, like, have, like, certain, like, levels of, like, difficulty, right? Like, if you go to, like, uh, like, New York or, like, L.A. to, like, play the dating game at, like, a very high level, it's going to take a lot to get there versus you can drop into Columbia and, like, pretty much in, like, a week or two, like, have, like, a super solid, like, rotation of, of like, girls that you're seeing that are hot, you know? So, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, playing playing the game on, like, on, like, easier. Like, Scottsdale's, like, I would say, like, medium. Like, Vegas, too. Um like, Medium in terms of what? Like difficulty. Okay. Yeah. You said Vegas too? Yeah. What? Why do you say that? Um, Like to like live. Like not to like go and like, you know, pimp it, but like to like go and like live and like have like the amount of success that you want, right? Mm. To have like, you know, a solid like rotation, to have like hot girls that you're seeing that you're into, you know, all of that I feel like is... um at least for me, would like take like a like a medium level of, of like skill. Yeah. Versus like you can like drop into Columbia and like, you know, you're you're set. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then that combined with like the uh like the buying power, you know, like I said, like you can make like five, like five grand a month and like be like living like a king. Um and uh and they ha they have this app, dude. It's called it's called Rappi. And literally like it's the most amazing thing ever. Because it's uh it's um like imagine um like have you ever used Instacart like for like delivery groceries? No. Amazing. Um like there's like there's like no like I haven't gone grocery shopping in like six months. So is Rappy like getting girls delivered to your door? Uh almost. I wish it was. But like <laughs> but no, I mean it it just makes your life so easy, right? You can dating like, wise. Um, just like in general, okay. It, it it just like makes like your living situation like amazing. Like they they'll even like go get money from like the ATM, and like bring it to you, so you don't have to go to an ATM. They'll the like fuck? they'll like deliver Do you groceries. Trust that? Yeah, you trust people going to your fucking ATM, going to an ATM, getting money out of your account with your information. It's not my account. Okay. They like it. It uh it like charges your credit card, like your card. Uh-huh. And then they just go and, like, pull out the money from, like, the account and, like, bring it to you. But, like, they – I don't know how it works. I guess they, they probably have, like, some sort of card, like, some, like, rappy card that they, like, put in the machine and, like, it, yeah. pull, it like, gives them the money and they, like, go and bring it to you. What What's to stop that person from just taking the money themselves? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, but, like, it never it never happened. And, uh, and like, I trusted that, like, it would never like, happen. Like, I barely trust people getting me Postmates food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm not going to trust someone delivering my money to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know why. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, it never, never, went, never went wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, there was, like, a couple, like, freak out moments. Like... Um, and you can't pull out that much. They like limit. It's like it's like five. It's like five hundred thousand like Colombian pesos, which is like a hundred bucks, like one hundred twenty bucks or something. Mm. So it's not like if it goes missing, you're like like whatever, yeah. you know. 
Uh, it's not like the end of the world. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there was like a couple of moments where I was like, oh, like like where's my where's my fucking cash, bro? Like, am I gonna have to throw hands right now? Yeah, <laughs> um, that happened to you like a couple bit? times where, where like the the guy was like it like said like he like delivered, but like he didn't. I was like, where the fuck you at, bro? Yeah. Um, but luckily, like, no one ever like you know shorted me or like I didn't have, like throw hands or yeah. anything like that. But Chris almost had an experience where he tried to sell his PS4 or something, and the dude rolled up. Got the PS4 in his car and then just drove off and didn't give him any cash. No. <laughs> what happened, Chris? Uh, well, it was I sold it on Letgo. He came. He had the cash. It was like four hundred something. And then essentially he counted it in front and he was like, "Oh, cool." And then I gave him PS4. He gave me money. And then I start counting it, walking back to my apartment. And then I realized that it was a hundred dollars short. And he showed me that he had full all the money. Luckily, he was still in the parking lot, so I go up, I knock on the door, I'm like, yo, dude, like, you didn't give me the full money, and then he's like, let me see, and I was about to give him the money, but then that's when I realized, I was like, wait, if he grabs the money and just locks the door, I'm out of a PS4 and out of $400, so I'm like, no, I'll show you, and I showed him, and thankfully, he wasn't a dick about it or anything, but he gave me, like, the rest of the money, and then I just went my way. Mm. That's sketchy. No. Yeah, no, I, I like, I like trust people. I like maybe probably like more than I I should, but like, like nothing like nothing ever like bad like really happens to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, knock on uh, wood. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so yeah, like I I just like genuinely like like trust people and like think that the the majority of people are like good. Yeah, you know, like I think that like we live in this and we like regardless of like what the what the news and like media might think you sit like what tells you, but I honestly think that like we live in like a, a safe like world and society, like regardless of like yeah. what else. And that could be like, you know, my own like story I tell myself about myself. Yeah. But like I'll be it, honest, I, I feel a lot of the same ways. Uh especially when I was twenty six. I I mean I'm I just turned thirty. I feel like somewhere in me being twenty six, twenty seven to thirty, uh I kind of started trusting people a little bit less. Mm. Simply because I was so trustworthy of people the same way you just kind of said, right? Because I truly, again, I came from the bubble of Kansas, right? Yeah. And so I felt like people are generally good intentioned and people who do bad things probably consciously know somewhere, unless they're clinically insane or crazy, that they are not doing the thing that's morally or ethically correct here. For sure. Yeah. And I've, I've like had like situations like, yeah, I mean, I've had, like, business partners, like, fuck me over and, like, stuff like that. But, like, honestly, it, like, never, I never once, like, think think badly about that person or, like, have any sort of, like, regrets. And, honestly, I always, like, feel bad for people that, like, do shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, like if, if like, someone, if I, if I, like, sold a PS4 to someone and he, like, drove off with, like, my 400 bucks, I would feel, like, bad for that guy. I'm like, oh, dude, like, your life must fucking suck. For you to like, yeah, think that like you have to do that to get four hundred bucks, dude. Well, like what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, so, so yeah, man. Like I think that like people with that with that type of mindset, I just think it's like, it's just bad, you know. Um, but yeah, I've had like business partners like like fuck me over, and I'm like I'm like too like you like really, dude. Like you like you feel like that that is what you have to do. Like I once had had a client, he um. But like whatever we were like working together for like not that long 
and um and he wasn't like he wasn't a good client, right? And uh and I took him on. I was like, and it was like it was like a brand new business, which I I like never do, uh, for like the main reasons because like it's so like unpredictable. There's like a lot of things that can go wrong, and um he was a, a med spa, he was starting up a med spa, and so I took him on as a client. I didn't charge him a whole lot. It was like I think I charged him maybe like twenty five hundred bucks like a month to like run like run Facebook ads for him. And we were working together for, like, not too long. It was, like, maybe, like, six months or so. And I remember, like, waking up one day, and I, like, check, like, my email, and I see, like, a bunch of chargebacks. And this this motherfucker charged back, like, seven grand. Charged back, like, three months, like, worth of services. And and I remember, like, thinking... I remember, and, I, and I had, like, a moment. I did have, like, a moment for, like, two seconds where I was, like, oh, fuck. Right? Like, this sucks. And then that, like, flipped in my mind, and I was like, oh, wait. Actually, like, I feel bad for this guy. And I genuinely did. I, like, honestly felt bad for him. I was like, dude, I was like, this guy is, like, so, like, in scarcity that, like, he feels justified that he has to, like, do that to me. Mm. Where I, I like, and, and any clients. Did you ever I, figure out why he did that? Yeah, because he, he, like, he just wasn't happy. He, was, he, felt, he felt, he genuinely felt like I, like, ripped him off. And, okay. and, and, and it's, and it sucks, right? Cause it's like, you know, um, and like I said, like start, like startup businesses are hard. Yeah. Right. Like you're not going to, you're not going to get results like right out of the gate. Yeah. And so, and that was kind of what was happening to like his business. And so it was like a brand new business. Like they just started. And so like, you know, after, you know, it's hard for what you do, which is Facebook ads, right? I mean, just all around, yeah. just all around. There's like, there's like a lot of different things that because they don't know how to sell anything yet. Yeah, yeah. So like, we were we were like doing uh, lead generation. So okay. we were doing lead generation, like bringing them leads, and then like the leads they, they couldn't close the leads. Right? It was like a brand new team. They didn't have any sales experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they didn't they didn't have a script. They didn't have a CRM. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there's like so many flaws like within the business infrastructure that contributed to like just not seeing the the success that they they wanted. And so this guy, he thought that that's my fault. Yeah, that his business wasn't working. That his business isn't because working because you're the one running Facebook ads. And I'm the one running Facebook ads. Yeah. So so he's like this like this motherfucker is like causing my business to not succeed. And so he thought he was justified in, in doing that in charging back like seven grand. And I'm like, did you get the money back? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, all like all my contracts, it's like specifically says, I'm like, listen, like there, there is a chance that this might not work. Yeah. Especially for your new business. And it's like, we're doing marketing. It's an intangible service. It's so like, you do, you do contracts with all the clients. hundred percent. Yeah. Like legal, like legal agreements, like in writing, like, What's your reasoning for that? Um, just to like set like expectations, right? Yeah. Both on my side and on their side. One being like you can't fucking like charge back like services rendered. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like you go to like a like a dentist and they like fix a tooth and you're like, oh, like, I'm gonna charge it back because like whatever. Yeah. You know. Um. So that's kind of that's that's what it ended up being. And, and I fucking hate people who do those. Like we obviously with businesses, you're gonna get if you have any level of success and you're getting a lot of people in the door. You're going to get a, a few of those motherfuckers. Yeah. I'd be lying if I said we didn't have a few of those motherfuckers. And I just, you know, some of the times maybe it is legit, but 90% of the time it's this person just regretted their decision to buy 
for one reason or another and decided I'm going to cheat the system and get it back. And then there's some motherfuckers who use it to take advantage. Right. And that's what fucking pisses me off. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, like I, like I, I don't like harbor like any sort of like resentment or like anger towards those people. Like, yeah. like I said, like I like genuinely like feel like bad. Yeah. That like they're, they're, it's never a, people who are good, like good in life. No. Like you, you're not going to see a fucking person who is successful, who's killing it, who's on his fucking path, who's got bigger priorities, who's like, I'm going to charge back this seven bucks I spent because that seven bucks didn't make me a hundred percent happy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and there's something interesting that happens like when you, when you like spend money on things that like make you better, right? There's a couple of different things. And, um, and like back to like, you know, like more like esoteric, like manifestation type stuff. I honestly think that like when you spend money on things that like improve your life, it does a couple different things. Like one, you actually get the thing that like, you know, whether it's like you're investing in like a mentor, like a coach, right? You pay that person money, but the sheer act of paying someone money is, is you a buying in to like your success and like putting something on the fucking line to like get that success yeah. rather than getting something for free. And B it creates space energetically for more to come into your life. Right. It's like, imagine like you like, you know, clean out your closet or like you like, um, you know, declutter your room. You actually, you know, energetically you're getting rid of things, but you're also allowing, allowing space to, 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 for things, for new things to enter. So the same thing happens when you spend money for things, you, you give up that money and you create space for more money. Mm. No, I totally agree. And I feel like it's definitely a pattern and we kind of alluded to this earlier, which makes me wonder, is it causation or correlation? Does the person succeed because they are the type of person who invests or do they start succeeding and start investing? I think personally, I believe it's they succeed because their mindset is I'm going to pay to play. Yeah. yeah, A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like that, like nothing, nothing changes unless that changes. And, um, and you're 100% right that it's a mindset thing, right? Because, like, once you, like, build the habit of, like, let's say it's, like, um, investing into, like a, like, a stock portfolio or something, right? It's, like, once you, like, have that habit built in of, like, I'm going to put in, you know, like, a 500 bucks, like, a month, like, into, like, my fucking, like, portfolio. Like, you're going to have that habit, like, ingrained. And so it doesn't matter, like, when you start as long as you fucking start. Right. And as long as you start like investing in yourself and, and taking the time to like, you know, actually like work on yourself. Right. Cause like what, you know, paying the money is just one thing. Right. But then you actually like do the work, yeah. you know, but I, I feel like once you like pay the money, then, then it makes you like more willing to like do the work. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, anyways, dude, we've been going for almost an hour and a half. Damn. So I think we, uh, we covered a lot already. Um, anybody who's listening, where where should, where do you want to have them follow you at? Uh, Instagram. Instagram is the best the best place. Um, it's uh, at hello I'm Carlos on Instagram. Um, that's honestly the best the best place. Yeah. Um, to and if you, know. you have a business and you want to run Facebook ads, he's your guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. As long as you're not gonna fucking charge back seven grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even like to bring that shit up because it's like. Why even call attention to it? Because I don't want to attract those people anyways. Yeah, 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 100%.
Yeah, like I, I haven't even like thought about it since like that actually happened. I've heard about a couple. I've never had a high ticket purchase like that get charged back personally for me, but um, I've heard about it and just like hearing it makes me like, oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> fuck that person whoever did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but anyways, um, what? Let's end this on a positive note. Tell do you what's a joke? Tell a joke. <laughs> do you have a joke or something? A joke? Ah, uh, fuck. Um. Women's sports. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, man, let's get out of here. And uh, I, def- I definitely want to have you back on eventually um, because, dude, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, let's do it again. Awesome, man. Talk to you soon.